Mic check. Mic check. Let me fix these headphones. Mic check. Mic check. One, two, one, two. Mic check. One, two, one, two. Yes, we are back for another episode. Let's go. It's a taste, sick and sit a podcast. We back for another episode. Let's go. Said you want a romance. Well, I gave you a lot. Said you want a mountains. Yeah, I put you on top. You could ever take my heart, but you, you got it on lock. I'm fucked up, baby. So fucked up, girl. Say sick and sit a podcast. home last night. Should have been with me, baby. Holding me tight. So don't be mad if your man isn't home tonight. Should have brought that ass home. Yes. Say you sick and sit a podcast. So you want to do this? Let's take it from the top, top, top. Thought a nigga could trust you. But obviously not, not, not Yeah, you will changing stories But baby, just stop I'm fucked up, baby I'm fucked up, girl I believe your lies Thought your heart was true But it was your heart last night When I needed you Say, sing and sit up, Say you stick us to the Sit a podcast. Yes, indeed. We're back for another episode. Yes. Back for another episode. Another week has ended. A new episode is beginning. 
Yes, it's Hates to Consider Podcast. Let me officially introduce the show. It's a taste to consider podcast. I'm your host, Derek Silver, and we're back. Back for another episode. Back for another episode. The last episode of The Lead Me, Guide Me. Not a trilogy. I didn't end it with the trilogy. We're going to end it on part four. But like I said on last episode, I got to end it because I can go, shit, the way social media goes, <laughs> I can have shit damn near about 10 lead me, guide me's with all these videos, all these content creators, all these influencers, all these celebrities and all these people talking about this shit. But I'm going to end it right here, part four, but that don't mean I'm not going to talk about it on the other episodes. <laughs> You know, I got to sprinkle the rest of the taste in for the rest of the episodes. But this is the last of the Lead Me, Guide Me series. Yes. <laughs> um, uh, I guess, you know, I'm happy because, like I said, um, I mean, it's, it's exhausting at times, you know, because literally, like, I put aside a whole bunch of topics, videos, all that stuff for this particular series of episodes and originally when i started i had like 70 pieces of content but even after i finished the episode i still was adding content onto it each and every day i got on social media because it was something that sparked me something that was relevant to the episodes, relevant to the topics. And I'm just like, bro, I got to end it here. So, like, usually I do an outline. I write an outline out for the podcast each episode. But I haven't been doing that for the Lead Me, Guide Me. But most of the time I I do write out an outline for each episode, you know, so I can stay on point. And also, uh, you know, put together each and every piece of content for each episode in my phone, you know, save the videos under a, a, a folder or album. And that lead me, guide me, jump still up to like 70 pieces of content. <laughs> so like some of that stuff, I just got to let go or, you know, sprinkle it in on some of the other episodes, you know? So yeah, it's been exhausting. Like even this episode, I picked up content just today that added on to this particular episode and I wasn't even able to go in to the album and and pull pieces from there and apply it to this episode so yeah this is I've I've been saying this though I've been saying this like this this argument I've been putting stuff on Twitter about this and everything like this argument is exhausting but hey it's content you know (laughs) But, you know, in the midst of the week going going by and getting prepared for, you know, this episode and stuff like that, you know, I, shout out to all of the YouTubers, uh, 
Spotify listeners, Apple Podcast listeners, Google Play, Stitcher, Amazon, all the people who follow me on social media and stuff like that, all the new people and stuff. So I always got to reiterate some things or whatever. So I don't, you know, so I got to make it clear for people. And it's funny because I came across this um this quote by Bruce Lee, and I'm going to read it. It says, I seek neither your approval nor to influence you toward my way of thinking. I will be more more than satisfied if you begin to investigate everything for yourself and cease to uncritically accept prescribed formulas that dictate this is this and that is that. And that's what this podcast, A Taste to Consider podcast, is all about. I'm not trying to sway you my way. I'm not trying to sway you no way. I'm trying to introduce something to you. I'm trying to give you a taste of me. I'm trying to give you just a taste of 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 a different point of view, a different topic, a different way of looking at things. And it's not to sway you my way. It's just to give you a chance to critically think and not follow what is the norm or what everybody else is doing or what society says, or what you already been programmed to think, et cetera, et cetera. That's what this podcast is all about, because I challenge everything. From the from the time that I was a, a kid that I can remember, I challenged everything. I was always asking questions and stuff like that. And I don't see nothing wrong with that. You know what I'm saying? You should always challenge or, you know what I'm saying, be curious or, or be, you know what I'm saying, um, inquisitive about everything that you come across everything that is being presented to you you should because all each and every person out here is a human we all have our flaws we all have our insecurities we all have we've all gone through some sort of trauma or gone through something and we've all been programmed in some sort of way that makes us look at things a certain way makes us feel things a certain way you know, it makes us project things a certain way. So we have to be mindful of that. So it's not that I'm always on guard. I can definitely acknowledge the fact that I am on guard at times. There's, I mean, I talked about that plenty of times before, you know, um, things that I work on in therapy and stuff like that, things I worked on um, in the past, being defensive, being on guard, being you know, being insecure and stuff like that. So these are all these all of these things, despite the fact if you're aware of them or if you want to accept them or not, are part of each and every person that's walking around. That is human nature. I talked about the book that I'm I'm reading currently, The Laws of Human Nature, by um I believe it's Robert Greene. He's the author of Forty Eight Laws of Power. So um if I if I messed up the name or I got the name wrong you'll at least know who I'm talking about but this book is a very powerful (laughs) book it's very interesting book it's a it is a mirror to each and every person on this planet but that's what this podcast is all about I'm giving you a taste to consider you know what I'm saying it's not about trying to prove if I'm right or wrong I'm not this podcast is not about debating or anything like that you know, I try my best to to make it a priority to speak from my experiences first. 
Do I have opinions on things? Yes, I do. Everybody has opinions. Excuse me, burp number one. Burp number two. But I feel it's important to always be open to learning. I feel it's important to being open to other people's point of views, other people's perspectives, other people's perceptions. Because that's the only way that you can actually connect with somebody if you're open to you know, the things around you. But we're going to get into this episode. Part four of Lead Me, Guide Me. <laughs> it's funny because I wasn't even going to record today. Um, uh, this has been a very interesting day. Uh, very, uh, you know, normally Fridays you, you're, you're looking ex- you're excited about a Friday. You're excited about the weekend and stuff like that. But this has been a very interesting t- day for me. And um, I had to push through a lot. This day, this day has been, um, I won't say it was difficult or it was a challenge, but it was interesting. <laughs> but I'm here now. It's Friday. I'm recording. So let's get into it. Lead me, guide me, part four. We always talk about, you know, um, men and women, masculinity, femininity, and all that other stuff. And one of the things that's always been been uh, said or been pushed out there and, and on social media, the videos, content of people speaking is about uh, love. Love, love, love. Love is a beautiful thing. It really is. It's, it's, it's a beautiful thing. Um, a lot of people try to associate their hurt, their trauma and stuff with love, but those are, it really is separate. Love is its own entity. Like the things outside of love that you try to associate with love is not real. Love is, is its own entity. Your trauma, your insecurities and all that other stuff, that's what they are. You can't associate that with it. But it's funny because, you know, all the time you hear you know, we talk about the differences between man and woman and stuff like that. And there is obvious differences. Um, and that's why it's difficult for men to to really understand women because we aren't women. And that's why it's difficult for women at times to understand men because they aren't men. But one of the things that is always out there is the fact that, you know, uh, men receive love or men understand love or men feel love from respect. And and I, I understand it. I get it. It's very true. But as I've gotten older, as I've gotten wiser, as I as I have started going to therapy, I've been going to therapy for ten years, a little ten plus years at this point, I look at it like, you know what I'm saying, yeah. Respect is love to men, but you can't you can't sit here and say that respect is love or love is respect because those are two different entities. And since I've been going to therapy, I've understood that those are two separate things. You know what I'm saying? When men get so caught up into respect from a woman and stuff like that. A lot of times that's coming from their ego, right? And although it is important, 
at my age, at my big age, I need respect and love, right? You know what I'm saying? Because those are two different things. You know what I'm saying? Two different things. Love is a beautiful thing. Love is uh like the the foundation of a lot of things, you know, uh is a foundation of respect. It's a foundation of intimacy, is a foundation of compromising, is a foundation of cooperation, it's a foundation of nurturing. It's a, it's a foundation. Love is a foundation. And it's a, basically a, a the root of everything. It it blossoms or it's an umbrella of something, you know. So yeah, I would I I do want respect, but I also, at my big age and from the things that I've learned and stuff and going through therapy and and learning things about myself and the stuff that I've gone through and understanding that, I need and want love as well. I don't want just respect. Respect ain't love to me. Respect is respect and love is love. For all the YouTubers, you see me hitting one, my left knee is respect. And my right knee is love. <laughs> Those are two separate things. But, you know, we hear this a lot. And I, I think I got a clip next. Let me see. Let me see. Yeah, I got a clip that, that that's, that's going into the respect stuff. So let me play this clip and we'll talk about it. He gives you advice, or he gives you a suggestion, or a solution, and you completely disregard what he says, and he's like, okay, fine, you know, do what you want, you know, I'm not going to sin on us, right? And then you hear someone else give that exact same advice, that exact same suggestion, and then you accept it from them. That starts off as very frustrating but again it can lead to something much bigger right and one of the reasons why it is annoying and it can be considered disrespectful is because as you pretty much telling him that you don't think he's qualified to give you the advice you don't believe that he is adequate enough to say whatever it is he's saying. You trust whatever this other person is saying much more than you trust what he is saying, which is wrong because that's your man. Y'all lay in the bed together. You are vulnerable with him. You tell him everything. He knows everything about you. That's the one that's in your corner. So make sure you are not doing this one, ladies. It can't make your man feel like he just doesn't have a place in your life. Like if you're more willing to listen to someone else and follow the lead and the guidance and the instruction of someone else, and they are saying the exact same thing that he's saying, then it's like, what is the point of him being there? You know what I mean? Like, what value does he have in your life if you won't even listen to him? Right? Very accurate. What value does this man have in your life if you won't even take his advice, if you won't listen to his suggestions and stuff like that? Like, you hear a lot of times women talk about they want a man to lead and all this other stuff, but then they won't even trust him. And I've talked about this plenty of times before about how, you know, people go through a lot of stuff in their life and particularly in their childhood that makes them have have up these guards, these defenses, these walls to not want to listen to the man that they're in a relationship with. And it's funny because you will see a lot of times I've experienced this and I've ex and I have seen this. 
you'll be saying the same damn thing that somebody on social, some dude on social media is saying. But the woman will listen to the dude on social media before they listen to the dude that they are in a relationship with. And one of the key things about it is, is because, of course, when you're in a relationship with somebody, you're going to experience some some hurt feelings, some 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 sort of quote unquote trauma or something like that. I'm not talking about something serious like a, a physical abuse or something like that. But you're going to experience things where a person irritates you or, you know, what I'm saying throws you off in some type of way. And it. it What's funny is, but I've seen this meme going around a lot the past couple of weeks about how if you've known somebody for a certain amount of time or whatever, you'll naturally start to devalue them. And I I get it. You'll get so caught up into a routine of being with somebody. And if you already in, 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 in modes of routine or depression or anxiety or always doing doing things the same way and not trying new things or not having uncomfortable conversations and stuff like that. Things will get ordinary or stale and stuff like that. And when you start comparing yourself to other, your good, good girlfriends or people you see on social media and stuff like that, you always finding things to nitpick about or being negative about. And last episode, I talked about how people get so caught up into the negative appeal of things that is being presented to them. And a lot of times, like, a lot of guys will just brush it off. And when I ain't going to say brush it off, they'll just be like, whatever, do whatever you want to do. So it will look like they aren't leading. And, factually they aren't leading in that moment because they just letting go they just like whatever it's gonna be what it is but on both ends it's causing an issue one turn you're not trusting your man the advice he's giving you the suggestions he's giving you and then in turn dude is just throwing blowing it off and just just like whatever, not stepping up and not being a leader and and putting his feet down, so to speak, and standing on the things that he says. And that's a lot of time. It, I know. And that's why I always talk about, you know, words, words, words. But sometimes you have to give people consequences. And I don't mean consequences in a in a totally negative point of view. More so consequences in terms of boundaries, right? And I think a lot of times dudes just don't want to deal with the drama. And they just let stuff go. And I mean, I get it. <laughs> I get it. But it is very important how, and this is part of the emasculation of a man. You know what I'm saying? Like when you don't listen to him, you don't take his advice and stuff like that, you're emasculating him. But he's also emasculating himself when he doesn't stand on his ground 
stand on his boundaries and stuff like that, you know? You can devaluing a man's guidance is very key in a relationship or a partnership, right? And a lot of times, like, I mean, I hate to say it, but a lot of women don't hold themselves accountable. They don't look in the mirror and actually see, actually take the time to be self-aware about their role in things. They don't be accountable about how they actually contradict the things that they say or the things that they say that they feel or they, the, the things that they say that they want in a relationship or a partnership. But I got another clip that speaks on this, so let me move on. But men definitely find the devaluing of their guidance and stuff disrespectful. It's very disrespectful. Love to men is respect. It's saying, you know what, I might not agree with this, but I respect your judgment, so I'm going to go with it. I'm going to do what you say. But, like, men don't want an argumentative woman. Men definitely don't want an argument of a woman. But it's always time. It's a time and place for everything. Like, I'm not going to sit here and say that you should listen to everything your man say, says or, or what a man says. Because I've already reiterated, I already said in in past the past Lead Me, Guide Me episodes about that there's certain points in times where the man has to submit. That's what makes you a great leader. At times, a man has to be a follower. At times, a man has to submit. But you can't devalue the man. You can't sit here one minute and listen to what another man says when your man already said the same things, but you don't trust your man because he did something to make you to hurt your feelings or something like that. Right then and there, that speaks to how you regulate your emotions. How you're able to let go of things. Not be so attached to the emotions or to your feelings. Or actually be accountable and self-aware to understand that, okay, I was my feelings was hurt by what he said. But did he mean to hurt my feelings or is my hurt feelings coming from another place? Is it a trigger from somewhere else? Because I can sit here and say it a lot of times when I've, I've had my feelings hurt and stuff like that, my feelings, it wasn't actually intentional from the other person. It was from triggers or things that I've gone through in the past where my mind made me perceive that th this person was doing something to me but it was actually something from the past that I never resolved or I never healed from or I still need to work on. But we're going to move on, move on from that. You know what I'm saying? But when it comes down to it, like, seriously, respect is important to men. But a lot of time, but I ain't going to say a lot of times, all the time, men have to understand that respect isn't love. It's an aspect of love, but it's not love. Love is just a foundation. 
or it's the umbrella of everything else. Like love encapsulates a whole bunch of other stuff. So, yeah, you should want respect, but you should also want love. And that's another problem with, with, with us guys. You know what I'm saying? We we don't accept love. We have a hard time accepting love. We have a lot a hard time receiving it and actually being connected with love. You know what I'm saying? Being in tune with love. Because these are things that we le- we haven't learned. But honestly, shit, women too. Like I always say, just because a woman is more emotional than a man doesn't mean that she actually understands her emotions or she actually has her emotions under control and stuff like that. But let me move on to this clip and move on from that topic. People don't realize how often men are experiencing a lack of intimacy. And the only place that they can experience that intimacy is through sex. We've created a society where men are so afraid to be vulnerable with each other, to be, you know, sensitive with each other, to care for each other, to love each other. You know, even saying that as a guy, you always have to change and be like, you can't just say, I love you. You have to be like, I love you, dog. You know what I mean? <laughs> you, 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 you gotta throw it like you can't just say it. And, and it's interesting because that, that is where I do feel women have done a much better job of being there intimately for each other. Not sexually, but intimately. And I think we take for granted how much in society men who say sex is the thing they're not getting are actually struggling with a lack of companionship, of intimacy, of being in a space with a person where, they, where they're sharing you know, everything from serotonin to endorphins to what, to what humans need to feel. You know? And, and I, I, I hope we can change that conversation just a little bit more. I, you know, I hope we get to the place where guys go, oh, I actually, I actually didn't need the sex. I need it to be held. And I live in a society where it's hard to be held unless I'm having sex. Because as guys, you can't just go to a guy and be like, just hold me. <laughs> True. And I, I, I hope the conversation goes there, you know, not just from, well, well, right to sex. It's like, no, sometimes you just want to be held. There are many sex workers who, who've talked about this, where they'll talk about how many men will pay them and then say, hey, can we just talk? Can we just sit on the bed and talk? And can you just hold me? Can you just... And I think if, if we have a little more of those conversations, a few more honest conversations, a few more vulnerable conversations, we may get to a place where it's not just about sex or no sex, it's people actually saying, oh yeah, we are full human beings who require a full spectrum of, of you know, affection and affections towards us. And in the same way, for many years, great therapists have been saying that women have to be allowed to express that they want and enjoy sex. I think we also have to encourage men in society to go, hey, I want to express and enjoy intimacy despite or apart from sex. And uh, yeah, maybe maybe we can make it happen. What, what do you think? I totally agree with the um, video that was um, Trevor Noah. And the reason I put this in, in, in here because it's, it's, it's very important for I've talked about this in the past episodes of course but it's with uh Jason Wilson and being a comprehensive man and then not just being so focused on being a protector and provider is many other aspects to being a man and being open and I didn't understand these things until I started going to therapy and I've talked about this plenty of times before about one of the therapists that I had in my life and how she gave me a list and 
a list of feelings and emotions and it was a two-sided paper and on one side it was a full list of positive feelings and emotions on the other side it was a full list of negative feelings and emotions and one of the things that I've talked about plenty of times on this podcast and I posted on social media before is how a lot of men we're only focus on aggression and anger as our emotions and as I've been you know what I'm saying going to therapy more and getting older and and just learning stuff it is very important to have a much wider spectrum of feelings and emotions and I remember when I was on uh last year I was on a live um with a a social media influencer they had me on she had me on her live and one of the last things I remember saying is how a lot of times men are so caught up into the sex aspect is because that's all we know we don't know how to express our affection or our intimacy in any other way other than sex so when I came across this clip, I was like, "Damn, I've already said that before." You know what I'm saying? That's the that's all that's something that I've all I already know. That's something that I already get. A lot of times, a lot of these dudes out here be so caught up into sex and addicted to sex and stuff like that is because they're craving intimacy, but they don't know anything outside of having sex. That physical touch that skin to skin touch that holding each other that hugging that you know what i'm saying massaging that skin to skin one of my one of the things that i've always been been a top tier thing for me intimately was taking a shower together with your lady and I feel like that's one of the most intimate things in the shower together or in the bath together washing each other touching each other and it's not being is not being about sex like I feel like mentally emotionally and spiritually that is a big deal to actually wash your partner or have them wash you and stuff like that to clean you and stuff, I feel like that is one of the most intimate things. That and that's just me. I feel like this is one of the most intimate things you can share with your partner is bathing each other. There's so many, like so many aspects to that. Like it, it I just from a even from I say a spiritual, but even from a religious standpoint, when you think about how Jesus was washing the feet of people, you know. And just that just that having that mindset of 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 washing your partner after a long day or something like that. And I feel like that's like a real beautiful thing. I feel like that is a very intimate, a very personal, a very special thing to do with your partner. But even outside of your partner and you have your your boys or whatever and i'm not saying you in the shower washing your boys <laughs> i'm not saying that but what i'm saying is like 
one of the other reasons why I added this clip to this episode was the fact that, you know, um, one of the things that came out this week was the photo of Michael B. Jordan and Jonathan Majors and how they took those pictures together and they were they were close. They were, you know what I'm saying? They looked like they was affectionate and stuff like that. And a lot of people had problems with it. And I understood why people had issues with it. But at the same time, I didn't really trip off of it because I don't know. I just didn't really trip off of it. Not in the it's not that I would have took a photo shoot with one of my homies and, and did the same poses. No, I wouldn't have done that. But like if it was my my brother, my real blood brother, I wouldn't have no problem with that. If it was my father, I wouldn't have no problem with that. If it was my uncle, I wouldn't have no problem with that. If it was my cousin, I wouldn't have no problem with that. And I feel like it's really lost on a lot of men, black men or whatever, of being affectionate with the guys that you you love. And I'm I'm talking about family members, your dads, your brothers, your uncles, your cousins and stuff like that. And I'm speaking from experience. You know, I'm obviously speaking from experience, um, you know, but I'm not going to sit here and judge them for what they did. You know, what I'm saying that that. That's them. You know what I'm saying? I will never judge nobody for what they did. You know, I'm, I'm only going to be concerned about what I can control. And some of those poses I probably wouldn't have did, but it wouldn't have been a situation where I wouldn't have taken a picture of showing some form of affection with one of my boys. It's funny because when I was at the barbershop yesterday, I ran into one of my homeboys and this 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 dude was I considered a brother. He wasn't blood, but he was a brother. We not as close as we used to. We are far removed from how close we were, as far as hanging out together, going on trips together, and stuff like that. But I noticed, like the past two times that I saw him in the barbershop, the way that we embraced each other was totally different from the norm of how. I usually embrace other guys and how I embraced him in the past. You know, usually, you know what I'm saying, guys go up to each other, they dap each other up and give them that one that one arm hug, shove type jump or whatever. But I noticed with, with him, and it wasn't even me that initiated it. I noticed that with him, we gave each other dap and then we actually hugged each other with both arms. And... It kind of caught me off guard the first time it happened, and then la- and then uh, yesterday when it happened, or Thursday when it happened, it kind of made me think a little bit more. And now was, and I was sitting there thinking like, you know, what I'm saying is, is that because we we aren't as close as we used to be. And I was thinking like, you know, what I'm saying is that like him trying to say, you know. I got, you know what I'm saying, I still got love for you or, you know what I'm saying, I miss you or I miss hanging out with you or something like that, you know what I'm saying. I didn't want to read too much into it, but I definitely noticed the difference in the embrace. And I noticed that when I've had that type of embrace with another man, it's usually come from somebody who actually loved me. And I noticed that with, like, my mentor, he embraces me that way. I noticed, you know what I'm saying, at times... I've embraced my brother, my blood brother that way. So 
you know what I'm saying? It, it is definitely something that is, uh, I guess, a struggle with 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 us black men or whatever on how we, you know what I'm saying, um, are intimate with each other. I know when you think of the term intimate, you you think of a man woman relationship or a romantic relationship. So it could get sticky, but we definitely have to do better as men to to expand or or widen or broaden our intimacy with each other. Particularly when it comes to our dads, our brothers or our sons and stuff like that. You know what I'm saying? Because that that definitely is something that excuse me will expand the masculinity in us black men it will make us more of a comprehensive man all right let me see i think yeah i got another clip and this clip is coming from jonathan majors and he's actually talking about his definition of masculinity so let me pull this up i'm hungry and today is about to be an epic cheat day. I don't even call it, I got to stop saying cheat day because usually I call it a reward day because it ain't no cheating. It's a reward for all the hard work I've been putting in in the gym. Like my back is a little sore right now because today was the back, was back and shoulder day and I went in on my back. But yeah, after this episode, I'm going to order me a large pizza, a large supreme pizza with everything on it except olives and i'm about to eat the whole damn pizza <laughs> it's funny because i follow the rock on uh social media and when he be having his cheat days i'll be like yeah man i can't wait to my cheat day because he be going down you know what i'm saying and, and cheat days or as i call them reward days are very important and i was telling my brother this the last time that we went to the gym together about how it's very important to have these those reward days because it it actually keeps you balanced and keeps you um it actually keeps you disciplined in your healthy eating routine and stuff like that. It, you know what I'm saying? Cuz if you if you get so caught up into keeping your eating the same way all the time It'll get stale, and then that's how you easily fall off. So you have to reward yourself. In all aspects of life, you have to reward yourself. It's very important because it will will make you kind of (laughs) depressed, and it will make you fall off. But let's get to the clip. What is your definition of masculinity? It's balanced, isn't it? Mm -hmm. There's strength. Balance. Right? And there's vulnerability. Yes. There's um, awareness. And then there's um, acknowledgement of ignorance. A big part of it is kindness. Mm-hmm. You right? have to be kind to yourself. Yeah. Gentleness. Mm-hmm. These are masculine characteristics. Yes. It's quite. It's quite. It's quite unmasculine mm-hmm. to try to emasculate another man. Absolutely. I'm not yes. coming for nobody, yeah. but kindness is a big part of it. Doesn't matter, you know, how much you weigh or how much you bench press. That's not the point. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's none of that, you know. It it, it it's an energy, it's an energy. 
Listen, you know what I mean? Yeah. And I, I hear my brothers. We've been, we fight and claw for every inch of positive popularity we get. Indeed. We fight and claw. And this is the this is the problem. A lot of times we aren't kind to ourselves, so we aren't kind to other men. It's always about competition. It's always about being aggressive. It's always about being angry. It's always about who's better than who. That's why, I mean, hey, y'all can hate that I say that, but that's why there's all this violence and stuff out here between us because it's always about us comparing ourselves to each other, being angry at each other, being aggressive towards each other. We don't know how to be kind to one another because we aren't even kind to ourselves. We hate the fact that we can't express ourselves or we can't understand ourselves. So in turn, we project it on other men. But I talked about on the last episode about, you know, his, his cover and all that stuff. Jonathan may just cover with the um, feathers and the pink and all that other stuff. But like I said, I honestly didn't care. Like, the only reason I addressed it because I saw women addressing it. Like, you can do what you what you want. And, and honestly, when it comes down to it, we've seen this stuff so many times before. Like, when, when people become celebrities, when dudes become celebrities, people when people become celebrities, period, they just be doing a, a lot of things that are outside of the norm of a regular person. Right? So... I'm not going to take anything from Jonathan Majors. I'm not going to take anything from Michael B. Jordan. Look, I don't know. All I can be concerned about is myself. Um, I'm the type of dude that I'm cool with just throwing on a T-shirt and some some jeans and some shoes. I don't care about dressing on anything like that. You know what I'm saying? The way that I came up, um, my parents wasn't trying to buy me and my brother all the latest shoes or all the – the the latest clothes and and all that other stuff so that stuff stuck with me all i cared about is being neat i've always been the type of dude to be simple and neat and clean and look good you know what i'm saying because i mean honestly when it comes down to it not to be conceited or anything like that i've always been physically attractive so i didn't need all these accessories to to get me over the top on things like that and i'm not trying to talk about nobody or judge nobody but that's just how i always looked at it you know um as i've gotten older yes i have treated myself a little bit more shit just today i bought me some some new shoes but i don't care about having the latest things or the latest shoes and all that that doesn't make up i that doesn't make a person to me that doesn't make a person that doesn't make them better than nobody you know what i'm saying the fact that people still out here thinking that them having better clothes than somebody makes them better than somebody else is just sad it's just sad but yeah us as men particularly black men we have to start being more open to broadening broadening our viewpoints of our of how a man should look or how a man should express himself or you know and if people don't accept it then that's their issue it really is their issue 
And that's something that I've had to learn. And that's something that I'm still trying to learn and to actually be consistent with when it comes to my thinking of things, you know. But let me move on. We're going to talk about some more with the Michael B. Jordan and all that. So let me pull this clip up. Damn, I can taste that pizza. I really can taste that pizza. <laughs> okay, I just want to say something really quickly to women who have this kind of mindset and thought process. Because we talk about toxic masculinity a lot. But we don't talk a lot about toxic femininity. So huh. women huh. have just as many toxic traits as men. But it's not equally discussed. Because, of course, if you are a woman like this who says Michael B. Jordan is cute but doesn't have any edge. He just looked, I don't know, responsible. He looked like he know where his birth certificate is at. Well, I think at the... Let me pause it just for a second. Well, you know this girl that, that tweeted that out and said that about Michael B. Jordan. She ain't never been on no type of vacation out the country. Because anybody knows you need your birth certificate to get your passport. <laughs> should know where their birth certificate is no matter the gender and not to mention this just goes to show you that women sometimes like to play the victim about their romantic circumstances huh. but this is a testament that most women are choosing, choosing. very poor dating options very frequently so you may say oh he did this oh he had a wife and he was cool you really need to say um you need to be realistic and honest with yourself and say that I love bad habits. I yeah, you love bad habits. You like bum ass niggas. You don't want to evolve. You don't want to grow. You don't want to expand. It's just all about you being stuck in this place. I mean, it's a lot of women out here that aren't accountable and don't want to accept that they play a role in their life. They want everything to be a certain way and if it isn't then they got somebody else to blame i get it because that, before i was going to therapy that's how i used to be it just ain't a woman thing it's a people thing it's a it's a human thing people think that way it's people out here that think that way men and women it just ain't a women thing but i mean honestly there's a lot of women out here that think that way. I love poor characteristics as long as it looks cool. As long as, long as, as it looks cool. Everything is a popularity game. It's funny because I follow a lot of people that I go to high school with and stuff like that. And it's funny how a lot of the popularity dynamics are still the same way with the same people now that it was back in the past. It's, it's mind-boggling that a lot of the same popularity dynamics are still the same way. Crazy. ...and appealing and feels rough and on edge. It means something. I feel like toxic femininity is a problem not equally discussed. Not equally discussed. I'm here for it. I'm here for it. It's definitely not discussed enough. Toxicity isn't exclusive to just men. It's exclusive to all humans. 
All of us have some form of toxicity to us. We just do. Accept it. Acknowledge it and accept it. That's the only way you can move forward. Because by the, once, once you accept it, acknowledge it and accept it, that's when you got to start doing the work. And if you choose not to do the work, then just keep dealing with the bullshit that you're dealing with. So I'm going to pull another clip up that doesn't directly discuss Michael B. Jordan, but is pretty much in the same atmosphere of it, of how, you know, you come across some women that have these toxic mindsets. So let me pull this clip up and we'll go from the, uh, where's the clip? Damn, I can taste that piece. I can taste the grease. I can taste the cheese, the bacon, the sausages, the pepperoni, the onions, the peppers. Damn. Can't wait to eat this piece of boy. All right, um, let me pull this clip up. All right, I'm going to have to start from the beginning because Joan ain't cooperating, ain't cooperating. Here we go. All right, let me see. After they treat you like shit. Honestly, no, they don't. All right, let me start from the beginning. Excuse it because I had to pull it up from Twitter. I should have video screen recorded it. Here we go. Women feel bad after they treat you like shit. Honestly, no, they don't. In reality, they laugh with their friends about the things that they do to you. And they gossip to their friends about how they're doing you wrong and how they're talking to other men. They don't feel bad until they actually lose you. They keep you on the side, and when they lose you, they feel bad. But once again, women are not good at apologizing or realizing that they're wrong. Unless you call them out, then they'll think about it like, dang, maybe I did mess up. But in that moment, women do not feel bad. They think it's funny, and they really feel like it's funny to treat men like shit. Especially good men, especially men that are soft and that will actually let you walk over them. They don't feel bad. In reality, they, they just believe that you shouldn't be like this and you shouldn't let a woman walk over you. That's their logic. Man, you need to wake up. Women are evil. There are a lot of evil women out there. They don't care about what they do and they don't care about how they make a man feel. Especially women that have been done wrong. They are miserable inside and they go around hurting other men. Okay, women feel so bad after a, they I'm treat a, you like <laughs> no, I'm going to say this. I don't believe this is all women. I don't believe it. I believe there's a very select few women that have this mindset and this mentality and go out here and do this. I definitely, it's not all women. Shoot. It's funny because I just, I found out that March is women's, women's, women's month. I didn't know that. I didn't know that. So I'm not trying to pile on anything. Like I always say, like I, I can only speak from my experiences, but I definitely will talk about myself and the shit that I've, I've, I've done, the shit that I need to work on, et cetera, et cetera. So this ain't this ain't no this ain't the podcast that's gonna be pandering to women and it ain't gonna be bashing women. I'm 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 all I'm I'm collective on my my um <laughs> my opinions and my my perspectives and my guidance and stuff like that. But there is a select few women out here that think that way. And the reason why I played this clip is because of the last clip and how people have been criticizing Michael B. Jordan, talking about he corny and all that other stuff. Even some men that's been doing it. Even some men that's been talking about it. I do not think Michael B. Jordan is corny for 
saying doing what he did on that red carpet. He didn't embarrass that girl. He didn't cuss her out or anything like that. He just pointed something out and he still gave the interview. He still gave her an interview. He still was respectful and stuff like that. He didn't bring it up anymore or anything like that. He just pointed something out. And it's funny because, like, I feel as at some point all men have gone through that and they have gone through that with a woman. Most of the time when men crack on other men, yeah, it's in a joking manner. Not saying that it isn't those guys that that's cracking and joking and joning on on other dudes don't have some some sort of um truth to it they do but most of the time when it's really deep with it where it will cut you it's coming from a woman and it's a lot of women out here that have been hurt whether it's been by their dad or some other man in their life from their childhood or even when they came up, it's been some man that they've been in a boy or teenager or man that they've been in a relationship with. So they all they are always on guard. They always on on 10 to make sure that they protect themselves and make sure they do to the man what they feel the man is going to do to them first. Even when that's not the man's agenda. Excuse me. And I get it. Because it's just not a woman thing. Excuse me. Damn. You know what I'm saying? It's a human thing. There are a lot of people out here, men and women, that are on guard. They're very insecure. They're very defensive. And they've they got rejection issues they got abandonment issues they've gone through some sort of trauma and stuff like that where they're going to be solely focused on trying to protect themselves over anything else that's their first priority to protect themselves and that's not just coming from their mind that's coming from their gut like i've said plenty of times on this podcast before like i'm a person who had who has dealt with mental illness I've dealt with depression before. I struggle with anxiety at times still to this day. But it's not talked about enough about the nervous system and how you might have gone, you might have these issues mentally, but it's not talked about enough about how it's going on still to this day in your gut. You experience these 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 um situations, this trauma and all this other stuff, and it's still sitting in your gut. It's still part of your nervous system. Key is that it's called your nervous system. Your nervous system. It's called your nervous system. This is not a made-up word that I'm making up. This is not a made-up term that I'm making up. It is called your nervous system. When you, The key word in that is n- nervous. So if they are calling it your nervous system, so that means it's important. A lot, of, a lot of times they say that your gut is your second brain. So your gut feelings, your nervous system is just as important as your mind, your mental. And a lot of times 
people will understand what's going on with them mentally, but they don't understand what's going on with them in their nervous system, with their gut. You may be working on, and this is coming from a person who's who who has gone through therapy, still going through therapy. I understand all the things that's going on with me mentally. But I'm still trying to work out the things in my nervous system with my gut. When you feel fear, when you feel anxiety, where do you feel it? You don't feel it in your mind. You have the thoughts in your mind, but you feel it in your gut. You feel it in your nervous system where you get the butterflies in your stomach, where you get the queasiness, the nauseousness, all that. That's coming from your nervous system, your gut. All the YouTubers, y'all see me rubbing on my belly. Y'all see me rubbing on the new How's Your Mental Health Bro shirt, which I will have on the website this weekend. It's a new, it's a new color, black white and red color go on the taste to consider.com and the new shirts are up there as well as the previous shirts therapy and hell and the signature a taste to consider shirts share like buy all that you know what i'm saying just don't don't look you know what i'm saying like <laughs> i ain't gonna get into that let me move on before i start ranting about how I ain't really getting the support from the people that I feel like I should be getting where I already said it. But that was, <laughs> I did that on purpose, but yeah. Let me move on. Um, Yeah, so I played that clip and let me see. All right, let's move on to this next clip. All right, we are hour in. Yeah, you know saying I'm kind of itching to hurry up and finish the show because I'm hungry. <laughs> I want that pizza. Like I've been craving this pizza all day. Like what I had for lunch because I intermittent, I intermittently fast, so I don't eat breakfast. I don't eat till after I actually finish my workout, and um, so I don't usually have my first meal until like two o'clock, two thirty, and today I had a. Uh, protein shake and some raw tuna with some sriracha <laughs> so i want some i want some comforting food i want some some food that's gonna gonna uh soothe me and that's you know what i'm saying that's something that people don't think about as well a lot of the things that you eat a lot of the things that you drink the alcohol the weed and whatever substances you take and those are soothing things those are things that's soothing you taking you away from your problems and stuff like that. Not saying I have problems, but I just want some fucking pizza. <laughs> so let's move on to the next clip. Tend to think that because... All right, let me start it over because... All right, here we go. Women tend to think that because they have gone to school, they're educated, I'm educated, gone to school, you make money. You think that because I bring something to the table financially, that makes me a high-value woman. And we have to stop thinking about it the way we think about it. We thinking about it the way that we evaluate men. Oh, if men are bringing something to the table, there. And that's and that's that's an issue because a lot of times women they'll sit there and look look at it like I'm a high value woman because of I got this job or I make this certain amount of money or whatever. But you're looking at it from a masculine point of view because you're more 
connected or more attached to your masculine side you're not in your feminine you're not in your feminine mode you're not in your feminine side you're not in your soft era as these it's a new era coming up that every damn week you're not in your soft era which really is your feminine energy you're not in your feminine energy so you're looking as though that you're a high value woman because you're making this certain amount of money or you got this job or whatever but it doesn't matter because that's not what men want from you. Men don't care about how much money you make or what job you got or what car you driving or how big your house is and all that other stuff or how much of a boss B-I-T-C-H you are. High value man. Okay, men don't think the way that we think. And I think that that's what makes it delusional. What we think is high value is not what men think is high value, right? We may think that Oprah is high value, but a man may not see Oprah as being a high. Hell no, we don't see Oprah as high value. Shit, we don't. Nothing about her that's high value. High value woman. We cannot define terms for men and get mad at men because men have different value systems than us they look at things differently than us you know so again i think that that's what makes it delusional because we're not men just like men can't tell us what's attractive we can't tell men what's attractive exactly. period uh, i mean <laughs> we was on a, uh the group chat today with the fellas and it's funny because this meme has already been out here before, but it's resurfaced again. And it says, it was posted on the group chat today. It says, a man settles where he finds peace. Not beauty, not money, not status, but peace. And that is so accurate. You'll see a lot of memes out here all the time that say, uh, why men settle, why men don't really marry the woman that they really love and all that other stuff. Because the woman that they really love wasn't peaceful. She was she was she was full of drama she was full of drama she didn't trust the nigga she wasn't trying to grow she wasn't trying to evolve she wasn't trying to communicate she wasn't trying to connect she wasn't trying to be affectionate she wasn't trying to be intimate she wasn't trying to be nothing she was just all about trying to follow her good good girlfriends or her aunties or her mom or her grandmother's advice she wasn't trying to do nothing. She wasn't peaceful. Point blank period. All right, I think I got a clip next. Yes, I got a clip next. So we're going to move on from this a little bit. You know, but we're going to get back to it because, you know, this, this is part four of Lead Me, Guide Me. So, you know what I'm saying? I can't get it too much away from all of this. But let me move on to this clip. Everybody that come in contact with you, you should aim to upgrade them. And it don't got really nothing to do with money, right? But upgrade their game, upgrade their mind. When a person leaves from you, they should be a better person. They should have a little bit more knowledge. They should feel better about themselves. If a person have an interaction from you and they can't grow, you ain't no real boss. You ain't no real player. You ain't no real leader. Although I do agree with what he said, I don't agree with everything. So I'm going to play the clip again. And then we're going to go from there. I do agree that the fact that anytime you with somebody, you should be um, adding to the, adding some sort of value or, te you know what I'm saying, teaching or sharing something with them that upgrades them in some sort of way. 
But what I don't agree with him is the fact that everybody is not going to be receptive to it. Everybody's not going to accept it. Everybody's not going to receive it. So even if the person that you are dealing with, whether it's romantically, platonically, friendship or not, if they don't receive it, then they just don't receive it because that has something to do with them. That don't have nothing to do with you. Like you can be a true leader all day and some people just like I at the beginning of the episode, some people just don't trust you. Some people just have trust issues where they don't want to take anything from you. Or if if you hurt their feelings in some type of way or if you've done something to them, they don't want to be open to the things that you can add to them. Uh, and that's 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 that saying that's saying that always that's out there or whatever. Don't get caught up into the messenger. Don't get caught up into the messenger. A lot of times people don't accept messages because they so caught up into the, how the messenger makes them feel. Shit. I mean, here we go. Trump. Trump was out here saying some things. Do I agree with everything that Trump said? Hell no. 95% of the things that Trump said was dumb. But 5% of the things that he said was was accurate. But of course, people don't want wouldn't want to receive that because it's Trump. People get so caught up into the messenger as opposed to the message. And that is always a problem. That's what I talked about last episode about the the biases, the conviction bias, the confirmation bias. There's too many it's too many biases out here that keeps us away from growing, evolving, and accepting some sort of tool or learning message that can benefit us. Next clip. She really do anything for you. Like, I'm a big believer in men being protectors, providers, all that stuff, right? But a lot of dudes, they get so caught up in that role that they don't realize she does nothing for you. You know what I'm saying? She's just there taking, 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 taking. And you're just happy to be in her presence that you don't realize she's a liability, not a... And this ain't, this, this just ain't romantic shit. Like, I've seen this. I've seen, I've seen and experienced this with being in being in a relationship and partnership with women that a lot of times women will find comfort in their good, good girlfriends. And their good, good girlfriends ain't adding shit, but drama, but because it's comfortable because it is, it is parallel to the things that they're going through or similar to the things that they're going through that they will resonate with it. It is the negative appeal of things. And it just ain't women. It's, it's dudes too. Every You look around all the people in your circle, all the people that you, you associate with or, or friends with or whatever, and they ain't got nothing positive going on. And let's just, focus, let's just keep it focused on relationship and partnerships. So your good, good girlfriends, none of them got good, good relationships. All of them got drama. But you you find comfort in that because something didn't go your way or 
because you don't want to take accountability for your role in things. So you will align to that and look at them as a good friend. But they're not really a good friend because they're not adding nothing to your life. Same thing with men. I ain't even got to bring up a different example. It's the same damn thing. Like, oh, we get around each other. We talk about, oh, oh, man, she be blowing me. She be doing this and she be doing that. She don't want to listen. She don't know all that other stuff. So you gravitate towards that. That is the negative. That is the negative appeal of things. Negative appeal of things. You appeal to that negativity. So internally, you're going to think that's right because it comforts you. And if you aren't a person that is invested in your growth and evolution, then you won't see past that. You'll just find comfort in somebody going through the same thing that you're going through and aligning with it or attaching yourself to it. Asset. Now, doing something for you doesn't mean she got to be spending money on you or, you know, whatever. I don't view it that way. But what does she pour into you that makes life better? It could just be she knows how to handle you and make things more peaceful around you. You know what I'm saying? She knows how to talk to you. She knows how to inspire you. Whatever it is. There's a difference between peace and comfort. There's a difference between peace and comfort. There's a difference between peace and comfort. A lot of us are comfortable in our lives. We're, we're, we're used to what we're used to. We're used to our routine of things. We're used to certain deficiencies. We're used to certain dramas and stuff like that. And ain't no, it's not no peace in it, but it's comfort because we're used to it. We know what to expect. That's what makes it different, a difference between comfort and peace. With comfort, we know what to expect. With peace, that's internal. With peace, we know whatever happens, we're going to be good. But with comfort, that just means that, hey, Monday through Friday, I know I'll wake up at this time. I know I do this 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 assignment every day. I know I go to the gym at this time. I know I eat lunch at this time. I know I make dinner at this time. I know when Thursday come, I'm going to happy hour. I know when Friday come, I'm going to the movies or I'm going bowling. Saturday comes, I know I'm about to go hang with the fellas or I'm about to go hang with the girls. Is that peaceful or is that comfort? And I'm talking from experience. I have a lot of comfort in my life. I experienced a lot of comfort in my life. I know the comfort in my life is one of the things that I'm talk, I talk to a lot about with my current therapist, the comforts in my life. But where is the peace coming from? Where's the peace coming from? Where's the value coming from? Where's the upgrades coming from? Does she have value that she adds? Because if not, nothing else matters. So you can't get blinded, you know, by the back shots. 
All right. I got another clip. All right. Let me pull this clip up. Why are women more comfortable with submitting to an institution like a job, a corporate, a boss over submission to a man? Their livelihood. They understand they have to work for something. And they understand that in order for them to continue being a strong, independent woman, they're going to have to concede. Otherwise, they're going to be a strong ass, broke, independent woman. They understand that there are rules and regulations. See, relationships are a lot more abstract when it comes to women because they believe their feelings should be valued. Jobs don't tell you, hey, we value your input. Job tell you, do this fucking work. Get this shit done or you fired. You don't make no money. When you're dealing with a man, you can have an input. You have a say-so. You have a, I don't like what you did. I don't like that. She can't say that on the job. She can say that to a man, though. And, and that's why I say, you can listen to your boss because he pays you, but you're not willing to listen to your man, but he pays you in affection. He pays you in attention. He pays you in love. So if you want those things and you want to continue to get those things, then why wouldn't you see it as absolutely valuable and necessary to be willing to submit? Mm. Shit. It's hard. Let me tell you, it's hard to interview. <laughs> oh, man. But I'm going to take a pause right there because I got to go to the bathroom. The tequila is running through me. I got to go to the bathroom, and then we're going to come back. I'm going to play the clip again. Yeah, let's go. <laughs> and I'm back. Yes, more editing I have to do for the YouTube video. <laughs> well, um, let me pull this clip up again, and we're going to go through it. Why are women more comfortable with submitting to an institution, like a job, a corporate, a boss, over submission to a man their livelihood they understand they have to work for something and they understand that in order for them to continue being a strong independent woman they're gonna have to concede otherwise they're gonna be a strong ass broke independent woman they understand that there are rules and regulations see relationships are a lot more abstract when it comes to women because they believe their feelings should be valued jobs don't tell you hey we value your input job tell you do this fucking work get this shit done or you yeah when you in that job it's like you stuck you know what i'm saying because you got you got to pay your bills. You got to keep that that lifestyle that you live in. You got to keep that image and stuff like that. But when you're in a relationship and or partnership, particularly now with social media, it's already it it gives you this this illusion of options. It gives you this illusion of options. And that's where the trouble starts. And that's why I say social media has effed up relationships and partnerships. Because it gives you a lot of illusions of choices. And it gives you this mindset of not putting in work, not being accountable, not being self-aware, not acknowledging your role in things. Not You know what I'm saying? It, it just doesn't. It doesn't because there's no consequences. Because you look at it like, well, oh, he not making me feel good or she not making me feel good. Then I could just move on or whatever. It gives you this illusion that you shouldn't and you don't have to put in any work. And I'll get to that later. But yeah. <laughs> it's a cold it's a, it's a cold game out here. It's a cold game. Cold game. You know what I'm saying? Uh, you want to talk about errors, self error and whatever errors y'all want to make up. Let's talk about the the self error, the error of self. And that's where we in. And that's what social media has provided for people, that illusion of only worrying about yourself. 
I was born in 1981, and I was thinking about this earlier today and yesterday, matter of fact. The fact that my generation, the 80s, is the last generation of actually understanding of community, of actually understanding cooperation, and actually understanding it takes a village. That, you know what I'm saying, because we get it. We, we actually lived through it. We seen it. But once you get to that 90s and going up, it starts to fade. Everything is all about self. And not saying that people that was born in my my uh, era or generation and even the later generations in the 70s and 60s, you know what I'm saying, don't go through this stuff because they do. Because experiences are experiences. Trauma is trauma. Insecurities are insecurities. Rejection is rejection. Abandonment is abandonment. But we have sort of some foundation to understand um, and really get what it what life was what life was without social media. So we understand to a certain degree what community is, what a village is, and stuff like that. Whether we've been taken away from it or not, that's another story. But we understand it. We get it. But we're in this era of everything being about self. You know what I'm saying? Everything is all about self. You know what I'm saying? There's really no community. There's really no respect. There's really no considerations, no empathy. There's no sympathies. There's none of that. You know what I'm saying? Everything is about self, 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 self. Everybody is about competing and stuff like that. But we're going to move on to a clip. Another clip. Let me see. Here we go. If a woman's submission is based on a man's leadership, then what is his ability to lead based on? Trip? His ability to submit. I think we've already Which established I've already said plenty of times before. I think in order to be an effective leader, you need to know when to move out the way. Yes. Um, mm, I like because, that. you know, and it's not to refute what anybody else is saying, but I don't think it's always the man who has the vision in a relationship, mm -hmm. and I don't think it's always him that's supposed to. Um, I said this on last episode, how a man has his own vision, a woman has her own vision. Those visions are two totally different things, and they both have value. Those visions both have value. So it's important to be connected. It's important to, to communicate. It's, a, it's important to have these difficult conversations because those visions can be very important to each other. Um, if let's say my, my lady is a, is a lawyer, she's pulling in 150 a year, mm -hmm. the vision is clear. We're going to need a few more years of what you got going on before we start talking about who I'm supposed to be and what I got going exactly. on. If I need to lead by moving out of her way so she... It's not about pride and ego. If, if she's making 150000 I'm making a hundred k. then she's just making more money. So her extra fifty k that she's bringing in it's very important. It's not about me getting caught up into my ego and my pride and trying to project my insecurities and all that other stuff onto her and make her feel like she's less than or because I'm the man, I'm beating my chest like the silverback gorilla that I'm, I'm the strongest. You know what I'm saying? It's okay at times to submit for a man. 
that is the sign of a true leader because everybody has their unique abilities, their unique skills, their unique talents, and all that other stuff. So it's not two people coming together in their relationship and partnership and one person is supposed to just lead. No. You got two individuals coming together that have different experiences, different skills, different strengths and and weaknesses and stuff that should be able to complement. And if they don't complement, they're supposed to cooperate together. And that's where the conversation and the connection comes in. Can accomplish some things to better us, then I need to be strong enough to do that. So I I think a lot of men lead from an egotistical place where it's about what I want, not about what we need. Exactly. Exactly. Um, But like I said, you know, everybody. When when you enter in a relationship or a partnership, and even friendship, platonic shit or whatever, work relationship, whatever, everybody has their unique skills, everybody has their unique gifts and their abilities and stuff like that. Everybody brings something to the table. We always sitting here playing this game on this social media, these memes and all this other shit about what are you bringing to the table. Everybody who sits down at the table is bringing something to the table. It's all about whether it's edible for you to taste. (laughs) I had to try to plug something in there when it comes to the podcast. But seriously, it's all about whether there's cooperation there. There's all about whether it aligns with your unique abilities, unique skills and talents and stuff like that. And that's where those conversations come from, regular conversations, difficult conversations, all of that. You know what I'm saying? You can't think that you're going to be in a relationship and partnership and you aren't connecting. Connecting comes from the the conversations, difficult conversations. It comes from the intimacy it comes from all of that. Like, I never understood how people can be together and they aren't talking. They aren't talking. They aren't sharing. They aren't being vulnerable. That doesn't make sense. That's not a healthy relationship. It's not a healthy relationship. It's not a relationship that is going to actually flourish. Would you be together for a long time? Sure. Because you get caught up into routines. You get caught up into the appearance or the performance of a role. But that doesn't mean that you're actually connecting. That doesn't actually mean that you form some sort of attachment that will actually align with a feeling a thought, shit, a person, you know what I'm saying, a, 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 a responsibility. If you're talking about having a child together, that's an attachment. Some people have an attachment, and their only attachment is because they had a child together. And then you have to form a relationship based off of that, where you having 
some sort of communication, some sort of difficult conversations, some sort of vulnerability. All right, um, let me move on to this next clip. I'm I'm getting there to wrap up. I'm at a minute and twenty seven minutes, and I'm getting I'm I'm ready to order this pizza. Ready to order this pizza. But here we go. A man without a vision don't need a woman. He needs a vision. He need a plan. He need a task. A woman that don't know how to nurture don't need a man. She needs to nurture herself. For those that read the Bible, if you go in Genesis, you hear me, and you look at when God made the world, the first thing that God gave Adam was not a woman. It was a task. It was a duty. It was a mission. He told him to take care of the garden, take care of the land, name the animals. Adam wasn't just idle, you know, sitting around. He was out living the purpose that God gave him at that moment. Then it was after that, the Bible say God saw no suitable helper. And then he made woman from man. So a man without a vision, without a task, without a plan, they don't know his purpose, don't need a woman. You need those things first. And then after that, a woman. A man plants the seed and a woman nurtures the seed that a man plants. A man. That's key right there. And that's why it's so important to understand that the masculine energy and the feminine energy complement each other. They support each other. When a man and a woman have a child together, a man plants his seed in the woman. The woman carries that seed through the egg that she provides. The woman is a carrier of that seed. She nurtures that seed. So it's a balance. It's not whether, you know, you, you've seen you've seen this shit on social media plenty of times before. A woman is more important because she gives birth and she gives life or whatever. And that is just not true. Both are important. The man carries the seed. The woman carries the egg. The man gives the life. The woman carries the life. There's roles in everything. And that's the same way even outside of having a child. When these two individuals come together, the man and the woman, the man should already have his vision, his purpose. And the woman is there to support that vision, that purpose. But then also, a man should be able to submit and support that woman's vision and purpose. It goes both ways. Yes, a man should have dominant masculine energy. That's his essence. Is Taking outside the performance of it, the walking around with your chest up, up high, flexing and all that other stuff, beating your chest. A woman wearing tight clothes or half butt naked to show that she got feminine traits. Those are performances. What is the essence? Take out the physical aesthetics. What is the essence of that man? What is the essence of that woman? Are they in tune with it? Are they aligned with it? And how are they coming together to support each other? 
man builds a garden and a woman nurtures the garden. A man provides and a woman nurtures what the man provides. And I think that we put unnecessary pressures on each other yes. and uncommunicated, unrealistic expectations. Uncommunicated, unrealistic expectations. We aren't communicating out here. We aren't, we aren't communicating out here. We aren't having communication. We aren't being vulnerable with each other. We aren't having these uncomfortable conversations. For a woman to go out here and be all these things and a man to go out here and be all these things when originally you are not even created to do those things. So now you stretched and you stressed and now you further away from your purpose than ever before. And now you don't even feel like yourself because you, don't, you haven't taken time to know yourself because you are here being all things for all people other than being the original thing you're supposed to be unto God. You know? uh. Uh, that's that's what it is. <laughs> uh, I got another clip. We gonna keep moving. Baby, that man is not trying to control you. He's trying to protect you. He's a man who said he cares about you, and he cares about what happens to you. And a man that's about his word. That means more than just somebody else trying to do something to harm you. That means when you try to harm yourself. You know, when you're out there making yourself look bad. And what you were doing qualified as exactly that. Any real man of character would have stepped to you, just like he did. He wasn't disrespectful. He just let you know how he felt about you. Now, you need to make up your mind what you want. Because if what you really want is to be recorded, pissy drunk, on the internet, and you want a man who doesn't care, who won't say anything, then you let him know that. But I tell you this, if you ever do something like that again and end up with a man who doesn't say anything about it, and you think it's because he's not trying to control you, that's not it. That's a man who doesn't care enough to step to you about it. You're and this goes back to earlier in the episode where a lot of times women be so caught up into what they've learned, the trauma that they've gone through and stuff like that, that they look at it like, a man trying to give them guidance or leadership and stuff like that is them controlling them. Ain't no real man want no woman out here showing their ass and titties all on the internet and stuff like that. Just because you're getting the attention don't mean that a man really want to be with you. He just want to sleep with you. And I, I get it. Hey, fellas, I know I shouldn't be saying this, but it is what it is. And if if you don't want me to say it, then... You need to start evaluating what's going on with you that these are the only women that you're trying to go after. I mean, it is what it is. Like, whatever. <laughs> it is what it is. But, and I get that there's some men out here that, and I've talked about this before, so you can't say I haven't said this before. There's a lot of men out here that just want to control women and just want them to do whatever they want to do. But you're not going to sit here. I'm not going to be a self-respecting man and have my lady out here twerking on video at the job functions, at the, at the club, or, you know what I'm saying, on social media, showing her ass and titties and all that other stuff. It's a time and place for everything. I'm not saying you're supposed to be... Uh, a square I'm not saying that it's a time and place for everything because people that really know me they know how I get down they know how I've got down in the past so 
it's not a thing of being a square or being 100% modest, a modest individual. It's about it being the time and the place for everything. But if you out here trying to advertise to everybody and you got a man, then you don't really care about that man. You don't value that man. You want, it's a lot of people out here that, men and women, that go out here and do these thirst traps and stuff like that because they want the attention. They want the validation. Like, what are you missing in your life that you need this validation or this attention from everybody else? Or you got to prove and all this other stuff. And a lot of times, you'll get associated with this energy or this mindset or this, this, this outlook based off of the people that you hang around. And you know that. It's really, it's a really guys out here that, want to protect and try to give guidance to the ladies based off of them being a man and knowing how other men look at women doing things like that like it, it that is I, I never understood that how some women doesn't don't understand that don't understand the fact that this man ain't really trying to control you he's trying to let you know how other dudes think because he's a man. He he gets it. Whether he was there once before or he's hung around or seen other dudes be that way where they only look at a woman as a piece of flesh or a commodity or something that they can use. But, you know, I digress. You know, like I said, you know, um, it's a lot of women out here that's operating out of their masculinity and they use the excuse because they don't feel safe and secure. But when it comes down to it, you, you're acting that way out of survival. It's a, it's a defense mechanism. It's, it's a survival method. It ain't got nothing to do with masculinity. It ain't got nothing to do with you being a boss, B-I-T-C-H. It ain't got nothing to do with you being a strong woman. It got to do with you being caught up into a defense mechanism or in, or you being in survival mode. I mean, that's just what it is. It's just what it is. And a lot of people won't get it. A lot of people don't won't understand it. A lot of people will be defensive about it with me saying it. But maybe you should go see a, a, a woman therapist. And maybe if that woman therapist is good, uh, actual good therapist, because there's some bad therapists out here that's caught up into their own stuff. But maybe, you know what I'm saying, you, you will be more receptive to it from somebody that is a professional. Because you can't sit here and just go throughout life and go on social media and think because this woman empowerment woman got 
90,000 followers or 100,000 followers or she a celebrity and she got a million followers or something because the thing she's saying is is appealing to you that it's true. I mean, I talked about it on last episode with Sierra and her trying to come out with that song and shit and getting blasted about it. Like, you're a whole married woman with kids and stuff and you talked about how you prayed this prayer to God but now you sitting out here contradicting the life you live in and talking about some shout out to all the real girls for us that's out here doing it being independent women and stuff or whatever shut up (laughs) that's some hyper independence playing off your emotions type shit they playing you just how you you all in defense mode and survival mode of a man trying to play you. But you got these women out here playing you to make money off of you. They using you the same way. But they just making money. The men that's using you in that aspect just trying to get some booty. <laughs> Crazy, man. But... Let me play this next clip. Woman in her feminine, in her true femininity, in her smile, in her aura, it doesn't matter what she looks like. It doesn't matter what clothes she wears. It doesn't nothing to a man because that's the polarity. The man is masculine and the woman is feminine. And so when a woman is feminine, it doesn't matter anything. You're naturally as a man drawn to that energy. And the society today is trying to do the opposite. Society is trying to make women think that what is going to attract a man is the outside. And that's what. Yes. So now you see all these, these uh, social media influences, these women and stuff, uh, even the non-social media influencers, the women who don't have a million followers or thousands of followers or whatever, they see this formula of, oh, I'm going to get attention by showing my ass and twerking and all this other stuff. So that's what's going to validate me. That's a drug. That's a drug. That's no different from alcoholics. That's no different from drug addicts. That's no different from people who are addicted to food and all this other stuff. That is a soothing mechanism. That's why I was saying the essence of a woman is more important than the physical aesthetic. You'll be chasing that attention and validation forever if you only focus on the external, the physical aesthetic of things. I think it was part two I said it on. There's so many women out here who showing ass and titties. They got body for days. They, they shapely and all that other stuff. On the outside, they look feminine. But their mindset, their mentality, their attitude, the way that they talk, the way that they move, the way that they, all of that is not feminine. You can have a woman who's so in tune and aligned with her femininity. She wear pantsuits all day and be the most feminine woman ever compared to a woman that wearing see-through dresses and walking around in bikinis and lingerie all the time. Like, there is a difference. 
there's a difference between the essence, the actual femininity, and the physical aesthetic of a woman. So many women are so lost right now, and they're changing so themselves lost. and altering themselves. What they really that's they they so they so caught up into the external aspect of it that they're getting the butt shots, they're getting the implants and the fillers, the enhancements, all that other stuff. Because they're so focused on the external aspect of things. Because that that is a quicker, that is quicker. You know what I'm saying? That's easier. That's a comfort. That's a comfort. That's what they see. That's a comfort. They know that they have a comfort in knowing that if I get these butt shots or I get these implants, that I'm going to get attention. They don't have a comfort or they don't have the peace within them to know that if they be their true self, whoever that person is, that that's going to be enough. Need to alter is just that journey from living in the mind and going into the heart and opening up their true feminine essence. And trust me, women, you are the honeys that attract the bees. You are enough. You are enough as you are. That doesn't mean you can't go to the gym and work out and 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 do something for yourself, but let it be for yourself, not for the attention, not for the validation. There's nothing wrong with enhancing yourself naturally when it's for yourself, not for everybody else. All right, let me see where I'm at. I think I got another clip. Am I even going to play this clip? I ain't even going to play this clip because I feel as though that I've made myself pretty clear. I'm going to end it off with these last couple of topics. So I came across this um, these tweets. It says, the reason why a lot of y'all are single is because you don't have unrealistic expectations of men, specifically back black men. Let me let me start that over again. The reason why a lot of y'all are single is because you do have unrealistic expectations of men, specifically black men. When your requests aren't met with when your requests are met with pushback, it's typically some red herring as to your response, such as struggle, love or suddenly. And that is totally true in which I made a little reference to uh, a few minutes ago in the podcast. A lot of times because you don't get your way and all that other stuff and because social media has made it more available for you to think that you have all these options out here that you look at everything as as struggle love or settling. And you don't get the fact that you have to put work in. You can't come into a relationship or a partnership and think that the person is supposed to know how to love you. Or they supposed to know who you are and that you supposed to get married at this time. You supposed to have a baby at this time. No. When you're dating, when you're getting to know somebody, you're actually supposed to get to know the person. And then you can make a decision from there. But it's like everybody's in this race. Everybody's in this comparison and stuff. So everything has to be curated your way. Every man that comes into your life has to be exactly this way in order 
for you to believe that it's true. It can't be no deviations. It can't be no pushback. It can't be no boundaries. It can't be no shit. Anything that goes against the grain of what you put in place or what society has put in place or what social media has put in place or what your good, good girlfriends has put in place. A relationship and partnership takes work just like it took work for you to get that degree, just like it took work for you to get that job, just like it took work for you to learn that hobby, just like it took for you to learn your your good, good girlfriends. Shit, a lot of times, like I already said, you didn't even learn them. You just find comfort in them to appeal to the negative shit that's already you're already attached to. But let me get back to the tweets. It's a thread. So to be honest, a lot of you are not the vibe you think you are. You're sex positive, but insecure as hell. You're walking contradictions, terrible friends and have serious control issues. Most of your relationship woes are suppressed, unresolved issues from one man you never got over. That man being a romantic person or your dad or somebody in, in, in your childhood or uh, a man that was projected onto you from your mother or your grandmother or your auntie, which isn't talked about enough. So let me move on to the, the last part of the thread. Black men are just given so much hell because they are the only demo of men who just not tolerating the bullshit in mass. They let us do whatever we want, but they not budging on their boundaries as a collective to give us a commitment. I'm going to read that last sentence again. They let us do whatever we want, but they not budging on their boundaries as a collective to give us commitment. It was just a study out here that I saved that I was going to bring up on this podcast, particularly after this thread. But it's a new study out here um, for men ages from 18 to 30, I believe, that aren't getting married and aren't that don't have no desire to be in a relationship because they're getting everything that they need from social media and the Internet. And that that particularly comes from, you know, what I'm saying <laughs> choking the chicken, <laughs> whacking off and stuff like that. You know what I'm saying? And I think they need to further that study because just me being a 41 year old man and having discussions with other men in my age group, they feel the same way. There isn't any any value being being presented to us for us to want to give a commitment. Women is some is a is some women out here that aren't trying to grow, they aren't trying to evolve, they aren't trying to be accountable, and they aren't trying to accept their role in things. And that's what a lot of men just want. We don't want perfection. We just want you to be accountable and to acknowledge your role in things. But like I said in the beginning of the episode, it's difficult for men to understand women because we aren't women. It's difficult for women to understand men because they are men. But the only way to do that is to have conversations, to actually connect, to actually be vulnerable. But people ain't trying to do that. So let me end off on this clip.
You may need to realize that your ego is a problem in your relationship. Mm -hmm. Because this may be the reason why your relationship is declining and failing in the first place. Your ego knows how to protect, reject, and deflect. It does not know how to connect, okay? Your ego knows how to protect, project, and whatever else she said. It don't know how to connect. And that's my whole point. Like, women aren't trying. It's a lot of women out here or some women out here that aren't trying to connect. Because they see it as though, or they have this illusion of there's so many options out here. Or they can do so much to get attention and validation that that presents options. But that same attention and validation that you're getting from these dudes, they're giving it to somebody else that's presenting the same things that you're presenting physically, externally. So what are you actually adding to that? What are you actually bringing to the table? You know what I'm saying? Like, are you nurturing? Are you supportive? Are you open? Are you accountable? Et cetera, et cetera. And, I, and once again, like I said, I'm not trying to pile on women. I'm not saying all women. That's why I say some women or majority of women is not all women. I know it's not all women because I've come across a lot of women who are actually open and accountable and aware of these things and actually working on them. And these women are actually sitting here saying, I want a man who's doing the same things as they should. It shouldn't be no thing where is is toxic attracting toxic, but that's what it is. That's honestly what it is. Toxic attracting the toxic. Toxic men looking for toxic women. Toxic women looking for toxic men. And you need connection in your relationship for that relationship to actually thrive. You can't go nowhere. You can't go nowhere. Your relationship or partnership can't go anywhere if you aren't connecting. And you can only connect by being vulnerable and having conversations. Whenever your ego is in the driver's seat, it wants to protect you. So if you have an arrogant, prideful, self-centered ego, the only thing that it knows how to do is win. It wants to feel superior to the person that you are in a relationship with. And most times you forget that you are even in a relationship. Instead of you actually identifying that your partner has needs, the only thing that you're worrying about is your own personal needs. It's all about me, I, self. That's all that matters. Forgetting that your partner is equal to you. Each person has needs, emotional needs and attachment needs. Each person has a right to have a voice. Each person needs to feel as though they are equal. It is the simple fact that both people are human and people who have an unhealthy ego don't understand that because self-preservation is a lot more important than relationship maintenance and relationship preservation. A person with a large unhealthy ego, the only thing that they're worrying about is protecting themselves. So whenever you're trying to communicate with this kind of person, they're not going to listen. They're going to to combat it because whatever it is that you're saying if they feel like they're under attack or if they feel like you are making them access a part of them that they do not want to access because they feel like they are perfect that's going to be a problem people with an unhealthy ego also like to withhold information people run a, there's a lot of people out here that are runners men and women there's runners when things get uncomfortable when they don't want to be vulnerable they don't trust themselves but their mind is telling them not to trust the other person, but really they don't trust themselves. 
because they want to protect themselves they want to look like they're okay and sometimes they just simply want to play victim instead of you admitting your wrongs you would rather hide your wrongs. you don't want to include anybody else in what it is that you are doing that is problematic because that's the same thing as lying and you're wondering why this person feels like they're alone in their relationship and you're wondering why this person is constantly thinking all over the place and why they're making up stories because you're creating this distorted reality that they have i'm going to blame you for what it is that we have going on in this relationship i'm going to blame you for the failure do you hear how that sounds right you are rejecting the fact that you are in a relationship that you play with somebody, a role and they are just as important to exactly. you instead you'll rather point the finger you will rather blame you will rather interject your opinion when it's not needed instead of you taking the time to actually connect because your ego is always in the way you can't take the time to actually connect because you only want to connect with yourself there is no room for self-absorption or self-centeredness in a relationship you need to learn how Bro. to apologize you need to learn how to own what it is that you have done take responsibility own your faults take accountability you need to realize that you are in a relationship and get back to what drew you two together in the first place it's okay to not be perfect you need to learn to listen right. to what it Dang. is the person you're in a relationship is saying for a second realize how your ego is getting in the way communication draws connection and connection is where your intimacy lies Facts. so if you're wondering why Facts. this person won't talk to you why they won't open up why they don't want to engage with you why they don't want to try new things with you why their head is always low why they're always hurting why they're always complaining they are fighting against a person they're in a relationship with who only wants to win it's not about being right it's not about winning it's about connecting doing things together realizing you're on the same team and if you have a big ego you can't realize that yes indeed i mean i ain't saying that now i'm, I'm gonna play this last clip and we're gonna end it with the lead me guide me series this is the clip that I wanted to the lead off. I mean, you can't you can't help everybody. Everybody doesn't want to be receptive. Everybody doesn't want to accept these things. I mean, I've talked about it plenty of times that I have a diff I I've had a difficulty and I still have it at times with accepting compliments on receiving love and affection, even though those are the things I want. Those that's still an obstacle for me. But those, you know what I'm saying, I've I've worked on it and I've been able to be more receptive to it, but there's still a, a a block for me. But I I'm able to be more aware of it when those things happen, and to actually work on it in in the moment, and even after the fact, you know. But here we go, last clip. You cannot help people who do not want your help. Do not want How to do we know be when helped. Someone does not want our help. Most of the time, they'll say it. They will demonstrate it by not listening. You will give them resources. They won't follow through, but they are clear in their words or their actions that they do not want or appreciate your assistance. No matter how much you think you're helping them, how great your idea is, yes. how much they <laughs> need the help, if they do not want it, it will not work. Nope. You cannot help people who do not want want to help. be helped whether you giving them meditations books all that other stuff like and that goes back to the clip earlier when the dude was talking about being a leader and adding value to a person's life and all that other stuff and if you didn't do it you wasn't a leader or whatever and how i disagree with that point and some people just aren't receptive to it some people aren't open to it or some people just don't trust you because they don't trust themselves or because they've gone through some sort of trauma in their life, or even they had a situation with you that 
made them feel uncomfortable or something. Like I one of the things that I've the past 10, 10 plus years on my spiritual journey and my healing journey or whatever, I tried to share. I know everybody is not going to be receptive to it, but I still share it with them because you just never know wh- what could help or who it could help. And everybody hasn't been receptive to it. You know what I'm saying? You just can't. And that's something that I had to learn. I used to get in the early parts of my healing and spiritual journey. It used to piss me off. I used to feel disrespected. I used to feel like they didn't, I wasn't appreciated and all that other stuff. But the past few years or so, I had to learn that, you know what I'm saying, it's not about me. They still have, you know what I'm saying, they still have issues that they got going on or whatever they went through or they're going through won't allow them to open up or to um, be receptive to the things that I'm sharing with them. And sometimes it just isn't meant for them. And that's that's okay. But, you know what I'm saying, that doesn't take away from me being who I am and ultimately being the caring and open-hearted person that I am, that I want to share these things with the people that I, I care about and that I love. But we're going to end it off here at tastetoconsider.com. The merchandise is up there. Um, greatestiamblog.com. That's my mental health blog. Uh, a Taste to Consider Network on youtube a taste to consider network on instagram my main page is attached to a taste to consider network so you'll be able to find it there i think it's uh the dot taste underscore on instagram but yeah you can find me i'm not hard to find like Pac said i ain't hard to find <laughs> so i'm gonna end it here apple podcast google play stitcher uh spotify amazon youtube all that good stuff shout out to all the new listeners like share subscribe support buy all that good stuff i appreciate you i'm out